You're listening to The Broker's Terminal, a Mass Effect podcast. This month on The Broker's Terminal, Season 1, Episode 1, we discuss what the podcast will be about, the hosts, and the role Mass Effect plays in our lives. Thank you for listening. This is The Broker's Terminal, a Mass Effect podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode, The Broker's Terminal, the love child of Lexi, who's here with me, and myself, Rachel. Uh, yeah, so we, we are really excited for Broker's Terminal. It came to us in a dream, and we were thinking to ourselves, you know, we play video games a lot uh, together, and, you know sip the tea a lot together and enjoy Mass Effect a lot together. Why don't we record all the things that we talk about related to Mass Effect and share it with the world? So uh, my name is Rachel. Many people know me as Radical618. I'm here with my friend Lexi, and we are going to talk about Mass Effect. Um, But before we do that, let's introduce ourselves. So Lexi. (laughs) All right. Well, as you know, my name is Lexi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joan Lemmy Smash. Yes, that's a Wentworth reference. And uh, you can also find me sometimes on Twitch uh, at Zarya's underscore wife. Uh, unfortunately, someone has the original name and I'm stuck with the underscore. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I, I, I stream um, when my internet allows it. And uh, basically, um, I've been playing Mass Effect for a long time. Um, but uh, so I think we have some authority there. It's been, well, almost a decade now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's where you can find me most of the time, online anyway, um, or playing games on Rachel's stream. Yes, you do show up uh, on my stream a lot. And we usually get positive feedback when Lexi and I are gaming together, especially uh, we're drunk. When we're drunk. <laughs> um, the, the love that is shared between the two of us when alcohol is involved is unreal. Um, great. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so, Lexi, I'm truly so thrilled uh, that you agreed to do this with me. For those of you who can't already tell, Lexi and I have tremendous uh, chemistry in terms of our friendship. And there was no other person that I think I'd rather do a Mass Effect podcast with. In fact, I'll go on the record on the very first episode to say, I'm pretty sure you know more about Mass Effect than I do. Well, uh, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're... If it comes down to lore debates, maybe. I might have you there, but... You do. We'll yeah, see. I was I was going to say, I think maybe uh, I appreciate you giving me credit. Um, it maybe depends on the topic. True. Yeah. True. I think you know every single thing about Liara to Sony almost, more than I do. Almost so. every single thing. But all the other characters you have me beat, so I crown you the victor there. Um, yeah, and then just to sort of round it out, uh, again, my name is Rachel. Many people know me as Radical618. You can find me almost everywhere on the internet uh, as Radical618. On Instagram, I'm Radical618TTV because somebody has Radical618. I don't know who they are. They're certainly not me. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Radical618. And also, as Lexi mentioned, I do stream on Twitch on Tuesday nights and Wednesday mornings and sometimes on the weekends at twitch.tv slash Radical618. Uh, and similar to Lexi, I have also been playing Mass Effect for a very long time. Um, I have deep dived into it 
in many different avenues and uh, mediums. And uh, it's just, it holds such a special place in my heart. I know it holds a special place in Lexi's heart as well. Um, and before we get into all the, the gushy, the mushy gushiness about why we love Mass Effect, uh, we just want to take some time to explain to you what the broker's terminal is going to be. So yes, it's a Mass Effect podcast, um, but it's more than just talking about the games. It's really just celebrating what Mass Effect is, you know, the legacy that it's left on the gaming community and beyond, uh, and just the ways that people continue to pay respect to Mass Effect. Um, we hope to have uh, some guests on the show. I already have some people that I'm talking to about coming on. Uh, and like I said, this they're not even necessarily people who um, know the games as well as Lexi and I do, but they're people who have you know weaved themselves into the Mass Effect community, create Mass Effect content, uh, and can just share the love that they have um, for the stories uh, as well. Um, Lexi, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but do you have anything that you want to see out of the podcast? Oh, put me on the spot. Well, yeah, you know, I, I think, as you said, it is kind of our love child here. I mean, there have been enough streams where, you know, when the legendary Edrisson dropped, I know we were playing Apex and we were distracted because we were talking about Miranda Lawson so much um, <laughs> in the middle of, of a firefight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so now I think giving us this space to truly talk about something that we're all very passionate about and what Mass Effect means to us and its impact. I mean, you know, we're going to get into it, but Mass Effect really culturally, I think Bioware has this sort of reputation for what they've brought to the table in terms of storytelling and to a degree role-playing games um, and especially sci-fi as it is kind of a cumulative um series that has so many references to things like Star Trek and aliens and things like that um, that we see in the game and continues the love for sci-fi, um, you know, with the action adventure in there as, as well. And, you know, I, I in general, I just think it's going to be a good little space for us to sit down for an hour at a time and, and uh, you know, talk between ourselves, which is going to be easy, and talk <laughs> with some guests and, um, you know, get to hear their experiences as well. Uh, go figure, guys. Uh, you, well, maybe some of you don't know Lexi the way that I do, but um, she said it perfectly. That's kind of everything uh, that I would like to see for the podcast. Um, I'm going to just throw this out there. You know, episode one, I say go big or go home. Allie Hillis, if you're listening uh, and you ever want to come on the podcast, uh, you are welcome. Uh, please do. Uh, uh, but, you know, in, in sincerity, like if we got to a point where we were able to, you know, have people who've, who've participated in the creation of the game of any kind, heck yeah. Like I, it would just be so great to sit here. And there's not, honestly, in my opinion, like we can fangirl, but... We're also really good at recognizing like, hey, these these people are people too. And we could just sit down and, and you know. Have a conversation. Yeah, I was trying to think of a, of a better term than shoot the shit, but uh, I can't. <laughs> uh, so whatever. Uh, we get, you know, a few curse words now and then on the podcast. I think that's fair. Um, cool. So uh, I promise uh, Lexi is not going to be put on the spot with this one. But since we talked about it a little bit, Lexi, why don't you share uh, with our listeners what Mass Effect is to you? What legacy did it leave on your life? Oh, boy. So let's go back to about, about 2012. 
Um, I was away. I, uh, you know, I'd been involved in like Tumblr and, and other social media sites. Uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd heard and I was into video gaming and I'd heard of Mass Effect and it was someone that I was formerly close with back then uh, who recommended that I could that I should play Mass Effect, that they, that they thought I would really like it. So at that point, I was a young freshman who had gone off to school for the first time away from home. I was 18. And, um, you know, I, I had started to get into it before I left home just with Mass Effect 1 and on the good old Xbox 360 that I still have to this day that still runs sometimes. And <laughs> um, <laughs> so I could really go back if I wanted to. And... You know, I started getting into it. And I was like, okay, you know, this is cool sci-fi, you know, and I mean, it was on the Xbox. It was a little clunky, you know, as as the Xbox is and, and uh, how big of a game they were, games they were, sorry. And, uh, you know, so then I would go away to school and then every weekend I'd come home to bring my laundry <laughs> and I would sit and bit and I binged. I absolutely binged on, you know, I, I would leave early Friday because I didn't have any classes. I would come home, start doing my laundry, because uh, trying to share two laundry machines between three floors of students with two two students to a room, about 30, you know, rooms, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you never got to wash in cold, cold water. It was great. Um, and uh, anyway, so I'd come home and I'd binge them. I binged. I finished Mass Effect 1. Now, obviously, I, I definitely did not do all the side quests and everything, but I wanted to get through the story. And then I'd go back to school for a week. Then I'd come home and I binged Mass Effect 2. And same thing with 3. And I can remember very distinctly that day I finally finished Mass Effect 3. I was, I was, I was an emotional wreck. I <laughs> sat there, curled up in my blanket, in my computer chair, yeah. bawling. I, it had such an emotional impact on me, you know, and as someone who was away from home at the time and adjusting to things. And then, you know, uh, later on, I ended up leaving that university. It was not a good fit for me. And I came home and it was again, you know, I started replaying it and I got involved with, with, you know, more on the Tumblr community and, um, you know, finding a lot of my mutuals that I still have to this day on my Tumblr blog from a decade ago because of our love for Mass Effect. And so, you know, I found kind of the online community and, you know, I love the story. And then from there, I got into other Bioware games, most notably Dragon Age, um, you know, and it was just something that had such a profound impact on me at such a important point in my life, you know, becoming an adult and and moving out of home for the first time and, and all that kind of thing. So for me, it's uh, it's something that I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, and can go back to time and time again. I, uh, <laughs> I will have a whole episode, I'm sure, about modding, but yeah, I rebought, yeah. um, I still have it on disc, the original trilogy that they, I, I feel like they released it in about 2014, 2015. They repackaged, um, the original trilogy as a set in yes, one box. I have it. Um, yeah, I have it too. Yeah. And so I bought it for my, at the time, my quote unquote beloved potato PC that was a store-bought gateway um, that was not meant for gaming. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I managed to get Dragon Age Inquisition to work on that on that thing, but I did. I did. Um, and then, you know, eventually that thing started to die, and now I have my, my, my baby, my first uh, home-built rig. But, um, you know, I managed to do that, and I had a great time learning how to mod the game because, you know, like many of us in the LGBT community, we were a little shafted in terms of romances and just appearance things. I mean, I'm sorry, but Pemshep with her little noodle arms in three, 
that needed to fix and whoever to the person who made the buff femshep mod out there i love you i don't know who you are i don't know where you live but wherever you are in this world if you're still around you're amazing um but you know I, and that was kind of like it renewed my interest in it again i was able to replay it again with you know with the forbidden gay romances that i've that i cherished for the uh <laughs> the type of woman that bioware seems to consistently make heterosexual it's it's tragic that's my that's my one downfall guys is uh if, if she's brunette and intelligent and strong strong-hearted with a you know loving family i just fall head over heels um so, you know, I got to have that experience. And so it's like again and again, you know, with that and then now with the Legendary Edition, it just, it's consistent, you know, over a period of almost 10 years, it's been a part of my life. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty much kind of my backstory with it. And, um, you know, it's gotten to a point where I even cosplayed Mass mm -hmm. Effect. Um, mm -hmm. I cosplayed actually, well, I cosplayed uh, Casual Shepherd, and I met a friend of mine named Michaela, who we've also been friends since 2013. We've done a num number of cons together. I commissioned her to make my uh, Mass Effect 3 Ashley armor. Um, and I also cosplayed Vega at one point because his outfit is very easy <laughs> and comfortable. Um, that's and, a good idea, you know, dude. Met oh, that's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. I, the only the only unfortunate downfall to my, 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 my uh, James Vega cosplay was that the uh, pair of combat boots that I bought, actual military combat boots that I bought used from Military Depot, they were like half a size too small. Oh, no. They should no. have been a half size bigger, so yeah. my feet were a little, little uncomfy by the end of the weekend, but, um, you know, and so that's another aspect that I've made friends with is cosplay. Uh, now, mm -hmm. I don't do it as much now, uh, aside, COVID things aside, but cosplay is an expensive hobby sometimes. Yes. Um, which I do love it. I, I, I will still do it if I had the resources and the time to make things. But when I did have the time and the resources, it was a, it was a good time. So, you know, again and again, I think that the theme for me is that it's just constantly been a part of my life. And, you know, we got Andromeda and then now with rumored of quote unquote Mass Effect, quote unquote four. Mm hmm. Um, I'll use that loosely yeah. until we get a determined title. But, um, you know, it's just going to keep coming. And I think, you know all of us veteran fans are just going to be right back at it. And, yep. uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's where I'm at. I, I love it. I do want to make sure that I, that I let listeners know that we will have probably more than one episode regarding Andromeda, regarding what comes next. Um, you know, I don't want to say too much about us, uh, us being Lexi and I, but we are both, um, very good at, uh, recognizing that the original trilogy was, uh, you know, Shepard's story, but Mass Effect does not have to be. Um, and so we will definitely be taking time to, um, to uh, talk about that. Well, and it's such a, an expansive universe. You can't, like, we love Shepard. We all love Shepard. We all love Shepard, but there's such a huge universe that it would be criminal not to give it its due. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lexi, very nicely said. Um, I think I knew personally most of that about you. I don't know, remember, I I'm sure you've told me, but I didn't remember you did the James Vega cosplay. So like my response being like, oh, that's really smart was, was genuine because I had forgotten. Um, so I'll, uh, I'll have to find that picture. I have a picture of a friend of mine uh, who was cosplaying Kasumi that year. Yes. And there is a picture of me on the lawn at Enemy North 
doing a well try my my posture's not great but i was trying to do a push-up <laughs> with them on my back it was great yeah um, that oh you know uh, what i remember I seeing i remember seeing it and you know what i was going to say was you know um you're pretty um uh uh, proud and open regarding your cosplay but i we could save the cosplay pictures you know as we hit different milestones with our followers and our likes so if you oh like boy. these videos maybe lexi <laughs> will release these pictures to the public but i'm not gonna make her con you know uh confirm or deny that i mean they are out there they are on my blog but that url well you'll have to find that one yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great cool anything else about mass effect and it's um you know impact on your life that you want to make sure you you go over um like i said you know um cosplaying was one i wanted to touch on there mm -hmm. other than that like i mean again it's something like i said i'm sitting here right now still making my way yeah. through the mass effect 3 legendary edition because yeah. i know what's coming right um uh but you know here i am you know gripped yes yet again by bioware to spend money to <laughs> play mass effect things again yeah you know yeah uh, absolutely like like i said i've, I've paid i've paid for the trilogy three times over um more, you know with the original set on xbox and the trilogy release for pc and now the legendary edition so uh, bioware kind of owns my soul yeah yeah <laughs> and you know i'll i'll use that segue to to move into talking um about the impact that mass effect has left on me it's not unsimilar from lexi's uh, but a, a little bit different so um, i will also say i have purchased the trilogy three times i did buy it on pc probably about a year and a half ago, like right almost about six months before they announced uh, that they were doing Legendary Edition. And I only played it for like a small period of time because there was no uh, controller support and I'm a controller pleb. So I, um, <clears throat> I bought it and gave Bioware my money again, um, but I didn't really play it. But I also have bought it three times. So cheers to us. Um, yeah, so just to kind of start at the beginning, um, <laughs> oh, I for I didn't think I was I forgot about this. So, my video game experience uh, was probably kind of uh, I started playing video games probably later than people would expect, especially because of how many uh, video games I play now and how often I play them. Um, but I don't really consider myself uh, I didn't excuse me I didn't consider myself a gamer pretty much until about 2011. Uh, the first big girl game that I played was Skyrim. Um, and so I came across Skyrim, uh, through my then boyfriend, now husband, and we, we started dating and he said to me like, Hey, by the way, um, you're great. And I really like you, but in November, uh, there's this game coming out that I've been waiting for, for way longer than I've known you. And I'm just going to be <laughs> playing that. And I was like, okay, that's dope. Uh, appreciate the heads up. Um, I sat and watched him play it. And then like one day, like probably about a month after he was playing it, it really, I was like, whoa, I, I want to play that. I want to role play. I want to do that. That was made for me. Um, so to fast forward, um, I figured out that I really liked role playing games and I started, I played Dishonored. I played um, Tomb Raider when it came out in 2013. And then one day I was with my brother, who's eight years younger than me. Shout out to him. Ted, I love you. Uh, and he, uh, we were in a GameStop. And I was like, Ted, I, I've played these games. I, I don't know what to play next. You know, I really want to play something, but I'm not really sure. Uh, and he had played Mass Effect um, while I was in college. So, because uh, in 2013, I had already graduated college and it was just before I was heading to grad school. Um, and he <laughs> was like, you know what? I know something you're going to like. And at that point, he was about 15. 
I think. Yeah. And he like dragged me over to a shelf. He took the bundle that Lexi was mentioning with like all, there's actually five discs, but all the discs uh, and all the games. And he said, Rachel, you're going to love this. You can make your own character and you can be a lesbian. And I was like, great. Yeah, this sounds perfect to me. Um, Absolutely. You know, uh, what more could a woman want really? Um, So I bought it. And uh, years later, he told me that, you know, he probably wouldn't have used the word lesbian again, but he said, I was thinking distinctly of um, Liara, uh, and he was like, I should have just said you can romance Liara, but you wouldn't have known what that meant. So I, you know, I, 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 I built it up for you, and I was like, cool, thanks. Um, so he, uh, so that's how, I, that's how I got into to Mass Effect. So it was at the end of uh, 2013. I had started grad school, but I was still living um, with my boyfriend uh, in a different city than where my school was. But then I realized I need to move to the city in which where my grad school was and he was not coming with me so i had finished uh the first game very close to the end of december 2013 and i was moving in january so i was in the middle uh, of mass effect 2 when i moved and um what ended up happening was because i was by myself in this new city i had friends at school but i didn't really know anybody else there um the crew, you know, the squad mates and, and the supporting cast, if you will, of Mass Effect pretty much became my, my best friends. You know, they, they were there to greet me when I got home from school, when I got home from work, uh, and, you know, they were who I had. Uh, and um, one of them in particular really became, um, and I still consider her truly like a best friend, uh, and that is uh, Dr. Liara Tassoni. She uh, just was some a character, rather, that I really connected with. And I do say this uh, with respect to her romance, separate from her romance. Like, romancing her is great. She's a great romance. But, like, just the character of Liara really stood out to me. I, like I said, I resonated with her very deeply. Um, and similar to Lexi, I found myself uh, interacting with people online um, in a, in a role-play uh um, atmosphere. So I, I took on the role of Liara uh, in, a, in a written roleplay community. And that was really when I was like, oh my gosh, this character is the bee's knees. I, I truly just like have never, only one other character ever in the history of fiction, um, shout out to you, Miss Lorelai Gilmore, um, resonated so deeply with like the kind of person I am and, and all of that. So, so much of, um, you know, Mass Effect's legacy for me lies you know, center with, with Liara. Um, and so that's kind of, you know, the, the deepest seated piece of Mass Effect for me. Um, in terms of the games, um, I will be the first to admit that like, it really wasn't until I replayed them a month and a half ago that I was like (laughs) curling up in a ball. Poor Lexi had to deal with me like for like four days after I finished the, the Mass Effect 3, I was like, Lexi, I can't breathe. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so, and I, I truly don't remember experiencing that um, when I first, uh, when I first was playing it all those years ago. And I think that may have been because of the situation I was in. I was role-playing so often. I was really very focused on Liara. And so I finished the game and I just kind of like turned over to role-playing. Whereas like this time I don't currently role-play Liara. And I was just very like 
holy cow, this is my original Shepherd. I'm doing this again with Liara. Like here's Miranda Lawson, who I, who I really, really like, and all these other characters. I'm doing things for the first time I had never done. Um, and so it just kind of like brought me back to that time when I was very lonely. Um, and these people and these characters really, really helped me through. So um, Mass Effect for me is a testament to like what the what family can do for you and, and what friends can do for you and how important it is to have these people that you can turn to. I know they're fictional. I know that they don't know me. Um, but wow, Bioware, you, you really make us feel like they do. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's Mass Effect's legacy for me. I do think this might be an appropriate time for me to, um, well, no, I'll save that for another, we'll save that for the Liara episode. I, I have a nice anecdote about Liara, but I'll save that. I don't want to give everything away on the first date. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's, I think that, that sums up my, my Mass Effect experience. Yeah. Sums it up. Well, I could and, go on and on and, about and, it, but. And really, we knew each other yes. vaguely. Yes. I, I, you made fun of me for not being able to say that word at all. Um, but we <laughs> knew each other uh, briefly in the, the Mass Effect roleplay community on Tumblr that, you know, back then I had my Miranda blog, my Shepard mainly, and then I had an Ashley and yeah. uh, whoever else at that point. <laughs> um, but mostly Miranda. But, like, we knew each other, I think, across mutuals, but never really talked too much or wrote together. But, you know... And that was God. That was that was that was 2013, 2014. Like that was definitely yeah. back then. And then you know we happened to reconnect through a, a gaming server in the last couple of years, just before the, the pandemic hit the fan. Um, you know, and uh, and that's wild to me. To me, it, it's this longevity yes. that Bioware has brought to the table that has its fans hooked we you know whether you're a casual player who's played through it and enjoyed the games and you know and that's it but i feel like a majority of bioware fans are invested there's there's always a favorite character a favorite romance you know uh people have their canon shepherds or they just play the default shepherds and they love them um mm -hmm. i'm not gonna pass judgment here but, uh, <laughs> you can i mean it's okay it's our podcast well no i mean you know you do what you want sure, uh, I absolutely just, personally personally just as an anecdote i in any game where you're giving me the option to make a custom character i am going to make a custom character because right. then they become my like yeah, they're the canon character, but also they're kind of like they're, um, they're like you're half your half your original character. They're half canon, half OC content. You know. Yes. Um, and uh, were you? Go. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, I, was, I was gonna say you have these options where you know you're making their appearance, and you know you can play it to the story, and that's that. That's who they are. But you can add these little head cannons as you go about. You know, like, my shepherd has all these scars, and she's tattooed, and, you know, by where, I mean, the CC was a little limited, let's be real, <laughs> but, you know, I can imagine these things, or commission art, and get the artist to draw them for me, because I, I can't, but, you know, we, we, we get to have these stories created for us in the game, but also it gives us such, and I said this before, it's such a vast universe that... You know, whether you're writing fan fiction or role playing or whatever it is you're doing with, you know, a piece of fiction that you enjoy so much, it's it's there for you. Yeah. And, and you know, something you said that I want to just jump back to all related to, you know, what you just said, but something specific was um, the investment that people make, whether it's, you know, super, super nerds like us jumping into role play or, you know, people who 
uh, participate in you know, tabletop RPGs in the Mass Effect universe or people who create fan art, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, or whether it's casual players, there's still a level of investment. Uh, one thing I didn't talk about when I was talking about the legacy that Mass Effect uh, has left on my life, I also played Andromeda. I liked it very much. And I, I think that just goes back to the testament of longevity and the investment that people make. And that's why there was so much out, you know, uprage a little bit uh, about what Andromeda was. And, and it's, it was really out of love, and, and I think it's it's sometimes easy to look at it and say these people are being mean, but it's really because the Mass Effect community cares so much about this product that Bioware has given us um, because of our connection to it. When even even people who who use the default shepherds, they're still putting themselves in it. There's still decisions to be made, oh, yeah. um, and so it, it really a piece of us really goes through. Uh, turmoil and um, the stress of the Reaper War, and it's not easy to let that go. No, and I, and I think that's the thing is, is especially because we have a trilogy of games, that's three games where you're putting at least 30 to 40, if not closer to 60 hours in each game, depending on how many side quests you decide to do and how long it takes you to do them, depending on your difficulty level. <laughs> um, shout out to the Insanity playthrough I started and never finished. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, shout out to my own I only I only play on casual. No, no shame. Um I, I think I I think I can get up to hard, but then you get into to Mass Effect 3 and you get those <sighs> stupid Cerberus engineers and their stupid little turrets. No. Oh, no thanks. No, I I had to switch it. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um but you know, I I think um like we're spending so many hours into the into this universe, into these games that you and you know your your protagonist. So yeah, you know you have your choices of dialogue, and we're probably going to talk about the Paragon Renegade system. I think that'd be a good topic mm. um, to fully branch out Write into in morality in uh, Mass Effect, which is what I'm writing down right now. Um, but uh, you know, you still kind of get a sense for your character, and I mean, whether people are playing full Paragon, full Renegade, or somewhere in between you're still kind of developing a sense of self within that character, you know, maybe a connection to that character. And, you know, and I mean, and I'll touch on my, my Canon Shepherd, Alice, who I had the background of both colonist and soul survivor, which tough. <laughs> that one's, it's rough. Yeah. You know, you have a shepherd who lost their entire family at 16 and then, you know, like five years into their military service, um, their unit gets attacked by Thresher Maws on the planet of Kuz, and Shepard is the sole survivor, uh, as far as they know, uh, for of about 49 other Marines. And so, you know, they constantly witness this death. And so I kind of play that, you know, she's a paragon because she's tired of seeing, well, not tired, but like she's trying her best to make sure that everybody can survive. You know, people who can't help themselves, she can help them. Right. And that's kind of in my head. That's yeah. how I play that character throughout the story and making these decisions. Now there's a couple choices that are <laughs> a little more renegade um, that I make with her specifically throughout the trilogy. I mean, there is the one where you headbutt a Krogan, but I feel like that's just part of Shepard's chaotic energy, regardless of their moral alignment. Like, I, I don't know. It's sure. just an impulse to hit, sure. that, hit that trigger and headbutt that Krogan. Yeah. You got to assert your dominance. Yes. Um, but, you know, there, and that's just my personal take on it. And that's going to be 
maybe similar to some people and different to others. And that's the beauty of it within a role-playing game is that you're getting the opportunity to not only play the game as it is, but to also develop um, personal headcanons or choices and why your character, your Shepard, does that. But we are so attached to Shepard that I know with, you know, aside from the, like, the... I don't want to say entirely rushed release, but I'm going to stare at EA a little bit here. Um, thanks, EA. But, you know, it's still a game of love. Andromeda mm -hmm. is still a game that was yeah. made with the fans in mind, yes. within the universe, and trying to continue the story without reopening the like Shepard's trilogy story. Because, and we'll get into this, but, you know, a trilogy is a trilogy. If they wanted it to be Mass Effect 4, they would have made Mass Effect 4 but they didn't. They made Andromeda. They wanted a new story. Right. And so, you know, I get why some folks were upset with it, but it's also still a good game. And, you know, it's still part of this amazing universe. And, you know, it, its impact is still there, even if some people don't want to acknowledge that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I fully agree. As I mentioned, we're going to have an episode or two or oh, however yeah. many about Andromeda, about should Shepard be in the next game? Um, and if so, how, and if not, why not? Um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into uh, those topics in more detail. You and I have talked about them in the past, but I think sure. it'll be interesting to speak about them. When I'll, we... have to, uh, I'll have to replay it before. <laughs> I've only ever uh, played it once and I didn't quite finish it. I probably just cause school, um, but I did quite enjoy what I had played up. Yeah, so I mean, it's fine. Have to do a refresher course. Yeah, and, and you know, just to sort of cap it off, it's it's inqui it's Inquisition in space, um, yeah. and and when you go into it realizing that that's what it is, it actually makes it uh, a lot a lot better. Um, but yeah, so one thing you said that I think uh, if you're feeling like we can move into sort of uh, the last part of our first episode, guys. So, you know, I, I don't want to give too much away about sort of our thoughts of Mass Effect. Uh, so that way, when we're talking about it again later in different episodes, they're not like, hey, we've heard you talk about this already, because you know people will be like that. Um, how are you feeling about going through uh, our rapid fire yeah, question? Yeah, so we kind of thought to kind of round it out a little bit in this episode, um, just to have some rapid fire uh questions and uh, the theme of the first episode is our, the host's big decisions uh we kind of before we started this episode we gathered um we thought about the uh the, the sort of big choices um throughout the trilogy um that we wanted to include uh here and just really quickly go through them so um you know if, if uh if you want to start I'll well, I'll read them, and if you want to give your answers, and then I'll give mine. Heck yeah, let's read them right. off. All right, so Vermeyer Survivor. Uh, on my initial, my OG playthrough, I uh, chose Ashley to survive. Okay, and uh, now when it came to the council, what did you do? I saved the council, and I chose Anderson. Okay. And uh, how about that? We, we tried to think of other big decisions in Mass Effect 2, but really, it's a great game. But the really, really big decision in that <laughs> one, as we know, did you hand the, the collectorship over to Cerberus, or did you destroy the thing? Um, I destroyed it. And I do just want to say, by the way, Mass Effect 2, in my opinion, is the greatest game in the trilogy, and there's a single humongous decision. <laughs> oh, we and, know. And that is so we funny. Know. That is so funny. 
but yeah, so I did. Uh, I did destroy the collectorship. Right. Uh, how about the genophage? Gen oh my goodness, the genophage. Uh, the genophage. I didn't do anything with the genophage, but I did. I did cure the genophage. All right. And what happened when it came down to the conflict between the Corians and the Geth? Okay. So I do have to think back because I played my original Shepherd most recently with the Legendary Edition. Um, and I'm a better gamer now. So in the Legendary Edition, I, I got them to be copacetic. Um, I think in my original OG Baby Rachel playthrough, um, I accidentally got Tally killed. Uh, and then I reloaded the save and made sure that Legion died and that they did not work together. So, <laughs> so um, uh, the OG, I don't think went as well as I would have preferred it to be. So in the Legendary Edition, I fixed my mistakes as a younger gamer. All right. And uh, going right ahead to the big one. Yeah. Uh, how about the end game of Mass Effect 3? Destroy, control, synthesis, or God forbid, refusal? Yeah. So um, I am uh, a synthesis gal through and through. Um, I have other shepherds that I have created that I will not be choosing synthesis for, but if 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 I, you know, Rachel Radical 618 uh, last name had to um, pick, I would pick synthesis. Alright, and now, of course, the most important decision. Mm. Rapid fire question. Who did you romance? Uh, Liara uh, has, has my heart. Um, she is she is the best. She's the best girl. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's run back through, and we're going to hear Lexi's answers now. So, Lexi, um, shock the yeah. world and tell us who you saved on Vermeer. <laughs> Ashley, hands down. Ashley's my wife. Like a boomstick <laughs> on the beach. I'm sorry, Caden. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I've got a playthrough with him in the Legendary Edition where I'm actually going to give him a shot and give him a romance, but... Okay. Uh, I haven't even got off Eden Prime yet. Okay, well, he'll f forever waiting. Uh, okay, so for the council, did you save them? No. Mm. So here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. Here is the thing okay. that I'm going to really try and quickly explain okay. is, um, so in that moment, there are the distinct Paragon and Renegade choices as there are, you know, go ahead and save the Destiny Ascension or, you know, you can leave them to rot or whatever it is Renegade Shepherd <laughs> says. But the neutral option... The neutral option, there is a neutral option that actually ends up killing the council too. Um, I forget exactly what the dialogue is, but it's kind of like, well, we need the forces, but it's not like Shepard saying, F you council, you're going to die. It's like, okay, but we need our forces to focus on that Reaper. And that <laughs> leads the council to die. So when I first played that, I was like, oh dear. Oopsie. Oh dear. Um, so I was kind of like, well, that happened. So then, of course, when I'm replaying my Canon Shepherd, I stayed with that decision. Very good. Good for uh, you. As for, the, as for the counselor, um, I picked Anderson. I'm sorry, sure. Gina, your trash bag. Yeah, he sucks. No spoilers. Just kidding. Um, cool. So collectorship, what'd you do? Uh, destroyed it because you get the hands down <laughs> the best dialogue, um, option with, if you have Miranda in your party, which of course I did. Uh, where she basically tells uh, the elusive man she's quitting. Yeah. Oh, it's hot. Um, it's, it's great. Is it hot in here? Or is it just Miranda Lawson? That's the tag of our podcast. Um, <laughs> cool. So, Quarians and the Geth, what ended up going on there for Alice? 
Uh, so from what I remember, I did actually, I think I had enough to Paragon it. Nice. However, uh, in the, in, in, in my modded game, so if you just start a Mass Effect 3 playthrough without doing the other two games or in like loading in a save, uh, it's terrible. Uh, don't do it. Um, I had to choose and without, you know, I did end up editing it. So I had enough score or whatever that you needed to, to, <laughs> to be able to make peace. Um, but I watched Tally Yeet herself yeah um up the cliff and i was like oh my god yeah. no this no. is terrible it's not so good. yeah in the original i was able to do it but that one time i was like i cannot i cannot not make peace yeah <laughs> it's hard that's um, a hard one to not make peace on i i think yeah also the genophage one there as well uh oh i'm I sorry i missed it, it. I, I, no 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 it's all good i i i cured it i'm sorry i i, I couldn't no i i watched the alternative and i was like uh-uh I and actually I did do an all renegade playthrough once with a dude chip and whew, that was terrible. It's tough. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Couldn't do it. I think this is why we have Lexi uh as part of the show because she catches things like me missing probably one of the biggest plots in the entire game uh in the genophage. So thank you. Um all right, so here is probably everybody's uh favorite, you know, question. They judge you. It's almost like picking your Hogwarts house. Um which God. which end game <laughs> uh decision did you make uh, destroy yeah and this is I, I and, and i know some people call it controversial because you're killing synthetics even though you just fought really hard to get the Koreans and the geth to be at peace but like you fought this far you've you know done your best to get the entire galaxy to come with you to fight for earth to not <laughs> to try and either control the reapers or you know become this uh, god knows what between organic and synthetic life form without everybody's consent may i add oh god now i feel bad a little now i don't actually <laughs> oh that's gonna be a good one um you know destroy just seemed to me like the uh the best option now i will say as a little anecdote when i first picked i for some reason i don't know if i just like I didn't have subtitles on when I should have because I have hearing issues and I didn't realize it back then. But I walked towards control because ha ha, blue paragon, red renegade. Yeah. And I picked control the first time and I watched my my shepherd disintegrate. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and like I, you get locked in too. There's a point where you can't turn shepherd around Correct. even if you don't like destroy the console. And I had to go through the entire thing again. Um, but destroy was the ending I wanted. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know. Yeah, and I just want to, uh, you know, pop in for a second to say I only saw the control ending for the first time about two weeks ago. I've never seen it. Um, and one of our friends, uh, shout out to Tristan, uh, said that he picked mm. control by, by, mm. by flipping a coin because um, he didn't know which one to pick. And um, I was like, what does that even look like? And I was like, oh, my God, that is terrifying. Um, so anyway, control is a trip and I look forward to talking about it. Uh, at a later date. Okay, and then the big question: um, Who's your go-to romance, Lexi? Oh, the pain of being a lesbian Bioware gamer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am pain. Okay, so in my first playthrough, I did go to the Yara romance because that was what the person who recommended it to me was like: "You should romance Liara, romance sure. Liara." Sure. Um, and you know, and I do enjoy it, and I'm, and for the sake of. Um, what's the word uh nostalgia i have been romancing liara in the legendary edition she does get a lot more content than everybody else she does but, she um, does 
<laughs> but you know, and it is a good romance, and I do quite enjoy the the low key gay, even though they they say it's uh, they're they're monogendered alien species, but some but they're somehow all feminine. Um, you know, I do enjoy that, and for what it is, and for the content, and Miss Allie Hillis is fantastic. Bless. However, if I could actually have like the romance I want <laughs> as my as my uh, personal choice, Miranda Lawson. Really? And, uh, I mean, I will. I you didn't. Know, you're, you're surprised. I am. Is that because of recent uh, developments? Well, no, no. Okay. Um, I will say so. Ashley is also one of my favorite romances too. But I think just overall, lately, in terms of you know myself as a person sure. getting older, sure. and also just enjoying the content. You know, sure. I I have I have made male shepherds. I've romanced them both. Um, but I think for me, I like Miranda with male or female shepherd. I and I just think the growth. I, I can do a whole episode about Miranda Lawson's arc, so don't even get me started. But eh, maybe I we think, will. <laughs> I think with Miranda's growth being parallel to Shepard, because you have this woman who was genetically, you know, created um, to be perfect, you know, had all these expectations put on her, and she's like, "But I'm still a person." Whereas Shepard, you know, earned their achievements and fought through hell, but they're also still a person. Right. And so they have, you know, and they influence one another's growth to trust each other throughout Mass Effect 2 and, you know, step and help Miranda, you know, realize that she's stuck with Cerberus just like she was stuck with her father and and really help her along uh, to being, you know, a better person, not drinking the Cerberus Kool-Aid. And I think with Shepard, it's kind of, you know, someone... What I like about them, I think, ultimately, is they're, they're both... They're like a power couple. Yeah. You know? Like, they, they're both very... Yes great in their own right and yeah. i think they just they they work well together regard and regardless of gender i i i think miranda is the best girl that's yeah and <laughs> that's how i'm gonna end on that yeah and, and just to sort of wrap that up and tie a little bow on it um i also am a very big miranda fan um lexi yesterday like made my dreams come true uh which is not untypical of, of lexi but um she helped me uh put a mod in so that i could finally get my femship miranda uh romance which i just started a brand new gal uh and i'm gonna enjoy the heck out of that but um for those of you who at the beginning of this episode were like what makes these two chicks on the internet qualified to talk about mass effect um that's kind of what this episode was it was a way for us to introduce uh ourselves to you give you sort of our background with mass effect what our decisions were prove to you that we've played it uh, we didn't prove to you that we've played andromeda though lexi did talk about it a little bit um, but, uh, that's, that's, that's where, that's where we are. So, um, yeah, I think, is there anything else, Lexi, that you want to make sure you add before we wrap this up? Honestly, I've already talked my head off quite a bit sure. about things, okay. uh, even on the rapid fire questions, but I, I, I think, you know, I, you know, if we have a trivia game, I'll probably, probably win. Um, oh. Uh, listen, yeah. listen. I, I I feel like I'm more than, I'm more than qualified. So let's okay. Uh, Is that like me go. me versus you? No, no. Oh, I, I thought you were calling me like, out. Okay, 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 okay. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. You can. That you would. Goodness. You were right. Um, you would win. Um, but yeah, cool. So awesome. And and I just want to. Uh, I've said this to you before. I'm not just saying this because we're recording. I am truly so appreciative that you wanted to do this with me because. Uh, you are, you know, one of my best friends, dude. And there's no other person I'd rather, you know, traverse through the galaxy with uh, than Aww. you. 
Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad to be a part and I'm glad that we are finally just going to tr- um, have a place for all our rambling about yeah. Mass Effect for yeah. people who want to listen. And I think that's, that's ultimately yeah. the goal here. And, and structured, structured rambling at that. Yeah. Um, cool. So guys, if you liked this podcast, please like and comment on the video. To further support, you can follow us on Twitch, on Twitter, and subscribe to me at my YouTube channel and Lexi. I didn't know if she said that she had one. We'll fix this outro for the next time. Cool. Follow her on YouTube as well. Uh, everything discussed today will be archived on the Broker's Terminal. After all, all of the galaxy secrets are at the Shadow Broker's fingertips. And most importantly, guys, don't forget to stay rad. We'll see you guys next month on the Broker's Terminal.